So welcome back to Around the World in 80 Cigars with me, Nick Hammond. Chance for us now to, um, while we're all still in lockdown over here and uh, still all stuck at home trying to find things to do, time for me to reach back into that contacts book and see what I can dig up for your entertainment. And today uh, I have a guest and a friend from all the way from Mexico um, who uh, I went to see at the tail end of last year and had a fantastic week with uh, with him uh, and with Scott Vines of Tour and with a few other guys. And uh, we went out to see the tobacco plantations down there and we had some great food and some tequila and we had a lot of laughs. So today I'd like to introduce you to Alejandro Tarrant. Alejandro, how are you, my friend? Very good. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> Lovely to, to hear your voice again. How are things with you? Thank you. Excellent. Well, now we are, uh, we're having more time to, to smoke cigars, so it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that is true. I mean, how are things in Mexico? As you know, over here, we're now all been sort of pretty much told to stay in our homes. Has it, got, it hasn't quite reached that stage yet over there, has it? It, it, it got to that stage, actually, uh, yes. Really? Just recently. Right. Yes, so we, are, uh, we need to be at home. So whereabouts are you? Because you normally live in Mexico City, or have you headed out to the country a bit? Yeah, that's that's correct. We are in. Uh, I am in Mexico City. My family and myself we live in Mexico City. Right. Uh, as you know, the factory is in San Andres. It's about three hundred miles from Mexico City, going south uh, southeast. And uh, well, we are glad that in San Andres, since it's a small village, still uh, we don't have any issue right now with the coronavirus. Uh, everybody uh, seems to be okay. There are no issues in the, at the hospital, so that's a, that's a very good news. And uh, anyway, Nick, what we are doing is to uh, keeping all the um, uh, doing as much as we can to keep everybody safe. You know, in the factory, we are we're still working, although we are uh, although many companies in Mexico shut down because yeah. uh, because that that was the government instruction. But since we are a, an agro industry, Excellent. we are allowed to to remain open. So that's uh, that's good for us because we we have some uh, well we need to keep working. We need some uh, orders to ship, etc. No. So, well, but absolutely. like I was saying, yeah. But like why, like I was saying, uh, we are um, establishing some setting up some uh, some some like some stations for the people. To clean them up and everything, and right. so they they can clean them up themselves, and um, also some uh, stations where they get, um, how to say, sprayed with certain product in order to, you know, to eliminate the virus, etc. So we are taking all these these measures. Okay, and I suppose in the factories you've got plenty of room there, as I've seen. So people are keeping their social distance apart and all this sort of thing. Yeah, and also one another thing that we are going to do is is not to have more than fifty people in each uh, area. Right. That's and, and the, that's the indication. And also, yes, like you said, they have to remain uh, at a certain distance to each other. Yeah, yeah. It's just so strange. This has come upon us in you know seems like a blink of an eye. Who could possibly imagine that we'd all be doing this sort of thing? No, no, no it's crazy. It's crazy. Nobody. Really, nobody. You know, but a couple of months you ago. Carry on, at least you're carrying on and keeping keeping things ticking over, which for a lot of people, that, you know, that this is not possible, is it? 
I know, I know, and I'm sorry for for all the people that you know they have to, um, you know, close down their businesses. Uh, it, it doesn't matter if they if they are small or large. Same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, good thing you can keep production going. What sort of time of year are we at with at the moment? We're not. Uh, we've just passed harvest, have we? Or is that um, slightly different well, where you are? Yes. Uh, well, what time did you set? Well, right now. Uh, yeah, in terms of you know, in terms of crop crops. And, yes, we are finished. The uh, we have we have three crops actually, oh, right. and we finished the last one. The last one was um, abano. We just uh, harvested two weeks ago. We grow two different types of abanos. One is abana abano two thousand. Yeah. Uh, and the other one is called uh, Habana Me- Mexico, Habana Mexico. So those are the two. One is used for feeder, and the other one is used for rubber. And uh, well, yes, we just harvested it two weeks ago. Now it's uh, hanging on the on the um, on the barns. And uh, so now it's uh, beginning of April. We will start with the seed beds in uh, actually late uh, middle of May. And in, so we can start growing by middle of June. And that's going to be the Negro San Andres, which you know is the most uh, popular tobacco from Mexico. It's where yeah. everybody, is what everybody's looking for, uh, all manufacturers. And it's where you get the San Andres Maduro wrapper, which is more famous for. You know? The Negro San Andres is the name of the seed. And what you get from it is the, is this wrapper called San Andres Maduro wrapper? I've got in front of me, and I'm currently just smoking a, a, a Casa Turin 1880, which that with that w- a wonderful oh. wrapper on it. And so, yeah, nice. It's Thank got you. such a lovely sweetness to it, and just well, a, that's a very special. Thank you. Then that's a uh, if you notice, that's a very special cigar because what we did was to um, let's say um sacrifice beauty <laughs> and and it's not like the the gorgeous the the most beautiful wrapper but it's the one that we believe gives the more the most of the taste mm. this kind of wrapper which is like the heaviest the thickest and and the darkest in a way is yeah. not 100% it's not 100% black but it's got um, it, it's quite it's it's got like a reddish color and uh, combined with a black color. Yeah. But anyway, this this wrapper is very special in that sense, the, and it's very very um, well aged. It's um, it's fermented. It's been fermented for uh, probably that wrapper for four to five years. Really. Wrapper only. Yes. And uh, and uh, like I said, no, we sa- we sacrifice. Well, actually, we, we we what we did was we uh, we we um, we gave first uh, H10 beauty. No, that's what we did <laughs> actually with the, with the rubber. Then with the binder, uh, we are using a a San Andres Habano, also uh, San Andres Habano, and uh, also we selected some thicker leaves than what you usually use as binder because as you know the binders should be a leaf a tobacco that is very very well aged uh it's it's it, it should be most of the cases very thin 
so it could right. help the wrapper to burn, yeah. right? And that's, so that's the purpose of one of the main purposes of the binder. And in this case, uh, it's, not, it's not happening 100%. We want to give more more taste from the binder. And all. So that's another different thing that we did on this cigar. But again, since the wrapper and the binder is, they are very, very well aged, enough aged, the combustion is going pretty much, I don't know how you're experiencing it. But, Fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah it's, and then the filler, one of one of the um, one one of the uh, characteristics of this of this line is that the tobaccos are tobaccos that we have been keeping for many many years, and it's not on purpose. It was not on purpose. It was right. just because they were not uh, they would not fit into our regular production because they would be uh, just uh, not enough uh, or different different kind of tobaccos that you get from time to time and uh so we kept them we, we decided to get those tobaccos and now we uh well since two years ago we started to play since almost three years ago we started to play with it with them and uh then is when we created this line so it's it is very special very unique it's Actually, a lovely it's cigar better. and you i can see what you it's interesting you say that about the looks because it is at first glance it's got a very dull wrapper it, there's no sort of gloss or oil to it like uh, you, you know a lot of cigars have a wrapper purely for to catch your eye whether or not they taste of anything um and this is quite the opposite you know it's a very dull wrapper it's quite thick and it's that really yes. dark brown color and people could be you know slightly forgiven for thinking gosh that looks like a strong thing well you know nothing could be further from the truth it's really got this delicious light long finish to it with that just that note of sort of condensed milk sweetness at the end of it that just lingers on your palate it's an absolute delight and um, thank you though i've been saving them since i went to see you and i thought well now is an opportune moment to spark one up <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> no, and, uh, this was our first um introduction into this uh high high uh, price segment level on the market because right. uh well you know where the where most of the cigars are in the is at least in the United States. You no, know, it's in the range of from let's say from seven dollars to twelve dollars. That's where the sweet spot is. You no, know? right. But um, we decided to get into the, this high level segment, and we with this cigar. You no, know, and we think it's worth it. We think the value is there, yeah. and uh, we're happy that the the we have some repeats, which is what it tells you that people like the cigar, right? And uh, so, uh, like you said, uh, yeah, the, the look of the cigar is not like uh, uh, like like uh, very glossy or or uh, or not even uh, that that even in terms of no. the color. No. But uh, I think the taste pays for that. No, it makes up for it. Yeah, absolutely, it makes up for it. Yes. <laughs> well, let's um, let's just take it back a bit so we can explain to people who don't know much about you or you know would like to know more tell us a bit about Casa Torrent and their family because you I'm, I'm right in thinking aren't I that you're one of the the world's oldest to, uh, tobacco growing families thank you so much yes we're we're very proud of it yes my family uh, started growing tobacco in 1980 in the area of San Andres yeah uh, and since then we've been uh, almost interruptly 
growing tobacco, except for uh, two periods, one or three periods actually. One was the uh, uh, first uh, war, World War, yeah. and then the second uh, World War, World War, and then uh, there was a, a domestic situation uh, in Mexico regarding the ownership of the land. So ignore the, ignore the birds chirping. I've got a bunch of sparrows okay. there outside my window. <laughs> Do carry on. <laughs> that sounds nice. And uh, and yeah, so then uh, we so we had these three issues, you know, the two wars, uh, and then this this um, this uh, issue in Mexico regarding the ownership of the land. So we had we we you know we had to to fight uh, to to not to lose our our properties, oh, really? our fields, our farms. Yeah, what, I mean, what year was that? Anyway, that was in the 1930s. Right. Yeah, and uh, and uh, well, so those are only the three times. Probably in total, like one, uh, two years each time, more or less two years each time that that we didn't produce tobacco. But besides that, we have been growing tobacco interrupt interrupted. Wow. Um, uninterrupted, and um, yes, and then we we but we were not in the cigar business until the until 1970. We became we acquired a company that already existed and was very popular with one of with one brand in the U.S., which which uh, is still Tiamo. Yeah, and uh, since then we got uh, involved in the cigar business, and until now we have gone through different also through different situations you know we got uh, when we acquired the, the the brand it was not really the right moment uh in terms of of sales but it was a good opportunity because you know the part the the shareholders uh were willing to sell right so anyway uh but we were lucky but because we we had the boom the cigar boom which started in the u.s and then it spread it in many different countries so we were lucky and uh well we tried very hard to keep up with the demand etc and uh and in the meanwhile we have created other brand, other brands of course besides tiamo we have created other tiamos like tiamo uh anniversario tiamo cabinet selection tiamo um um tiamo world selection series okay and is that a big seller in the u.s alejandro and yes, we're selling that in the U.S. Yes, and then uh, that brand, and then we started with A Torrent. That's another brand. Then we started also in the U.S. But we is when we started to look for other markets, and especially in Europe. So we introduced A Torrent in Europe, and and now recently, just uh, for, uh, four years ago, we started with Casa Torrent, the uh, other line of Casa Torrent, not the one that you are smoking. That one is called Casa Torrent Series, which is named after our birthday. My grandfather, my father's, myself. Right. So it's 1901, Casa Torrent Series 1901, Casa Torrent Series 1942, and Casa Torrent Series 1973. And now we have this edition, that uh, the one that you're smoking, and we will introduce um, soon uh, another line called uh, also Casa Torrent 1880, so it's under that umbrella, yeah. but with uh, different wrappers uh, uh, and, of course, different fillers. So each of them will be named after 
the type of wrapper that we are using. One is called Colorado, the other one is called Maduro, the other one is called Oscuro, and the other one is called Claro. Uh, yeah, no, I got to try those when we were together. And uh, yeah, I have another one. I have a Colorado in front of me, which I, I remember greatly enjoying. They're lovely cigars, beautifully made. And what, I, what impresses me or had come, you know, sh come to mind about your cigars when I think of them is they're always super packed with tobacco. They're really, um, you know, really well packed cigars. You know, you feel like you could clobber someone with it, like a truncheon. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah, they, they, you know, if it was any other cigar and you hadn't smoked them before, you might think, oh, is this going to be plugged? But of course they're not. They're just full of, full of tobacco. Yes, that's an issue that happens. Uh, sometimes people think that it's going to be exactly like plugged. But um, that depends more on the way the cigar is made. Yeah, know, of course. Then, then how much tobacco it's got inside. You know, that's, that's something that uh, I have uh, troubles explaining to people because they would, they, they would just, like I, I probably I mentioned this to you, we got uh, two stores. Those are our flagship stores yeah. in, Mex in Mexico City. And uh, when I'm around and I get to speak with a customer, uh, he's, he, he, sometimes they tell me that, you know, hey, this really? is too, too, too packed. And said, smoke it. You have my word. Uh, I guarantee that it's going to have a great run. No, that's something that we um, specialize, let's say, uh, very much. We don't want, we, we make all our cigars in this, uh, with this tubing method, which means that you roll. Yeah, Entubado, yes, exactly. Entubado method. So you rolled every single leaf that goes into the cigar, no, inside the cigar. Right. So uh, that guarantees you that the cigar will draw no matter what. You know? So that's uh, that's what I tell to my customers every time. You no, know? smoke them, try it, and <laughs> yeah, and we 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 like we like to uh, make cigars that way. We um, well, especially for example, in the United States, people like. They are they, they, they like that that um, construction very much. Uh, although I know in certain parts, like in certain countries, like uh, in, in some countries in Europe, uh, they prefer the cigar a little bit softer. So we are interesting, planning, isn't it? Yes, I know. So we're planning to have probably a, a, a production, a separate production for Europe in that sense, but mm. as you know, it's not, as you can imagine, as you can imagine, it's, it's not that easy, no? but no. we'll see. No, that's an interesting point, because, I, yeah, a lot of people would would be surprised by it, and I guess from your perspective, A, it's quite tricky to achieve, because the roller is not used to doing it, and they're used to getting it just how you like it, and to actually take, fill a leaf out is quite a strange thing to do, isn't it? Yes, 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 exactly. And then it's it's uh it, um it's hard to take the decision because you know what you what is that somebody that buys your cigar in London right right now and if he buys it in New York six months after, it's the same cigar, no? That's what you sure that's what you want, right? And yeah. if you have even though it's going to be a slight difference, not just it, will be just regarding the, 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 the weight, let's say, you know, the construction. Well, people might think that there's something wrong with the quality, right? With the consistency of the quality. So we don't know. It's, it's a hard decision. Yeah. 
Yeah, tricky one, that, yeah. Um, so I was just chuckling away to myself because I was thinking, <laughs> have you been back to that shrimp place that we went to before I headed off into the deep unknown? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I haven't. <laughs> You've not been back since? Uh, <laughs> oh, that was... I mean, that's definitely a chapter in, in my next book, but for those that are listening, I know, I we, know. Had, um, we had a most amazing lunch um, in the middle of nowhere in this little tiny uh, restaurant, which you wouldn't really have thought was much of a restaurant, and, and, and then all the lights were off. There didn't appear to be anyone in there. We went in, and, the, and it was blowing. Storms was gathering outside by the time we got in there. Alejandro went in, found these two old ladies who were started cooking up in the background in the in the kitchen and they cooked us these incredible what the in mexico they call shrimp but to us would be sort of longestine or something they're really big beautiful shrimp and uh and within sort of half an hour they cooked up this um, shrimp in amazing hot tangy bright red sauce that got everywhere and uh and then there came another pot steaming pot came out which was like um garlic and lemon or something and there was beers and, yes, and there delicious. was tequila <laughs> and it was um, it was phenomenal and then I was due to go on a little trip across the lake to uh, to an island where I was going to spend a few days and just chill out and stuff but <laughs> as it happened I have to yeah. I have to tell you Nick that you you became my you became my idol after <laughs> you took that ride right I, I don't know how you did it but Oh man, it was amazing. I, well, I got in the got in this little boat with this guy and my suitcase, and off we set up. And, and at first, we started going up the creek, and it was raining like mad. But it actually, it was quite calm, and I thought well, this is quite funny, really. And I looked behind. But, but the wind, <laughs> oh, the wind, the wind was, and the rain, the wind it, it, was it horrendous. Was like a storm, we were, really. We were a bit protected in this little creek, and then you know there were egrets flying down, and and I thought, well, this is something to tell them when I get home. And I looked at this chap looked at my little captain behind me and he was bailing in water out of the bottom of the boat. And I thought, hmm, <laughs> this doesn't look good. And then suddenly he put the throttle down. <laughs> and we went off into the, into the lake. Oh, my God. It was <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> and uh, and then, so works. there's a story there that is definitely going in the, in the, in the next book. But, uh, and I got a text from Alejandro about the, uh, two days later or something, because I had no no electricity, no sakes, phone signal, nothing when I got there. And it just said, are you still alive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No. But, Nick, you have to know something. I didn't want to tell you, because I, I, just, I just knew about it. You know that your captain, I believe he was a little bit drunk, which <laughs> I, did. I oh. never realized that. No I way. never realized that, but he—that's what um, you know. The people, the owners of the place where you oh, where yeah. you stayed, yes, they said to me, "Hey, but I think that the captain was a little bit trying." I don't it, tell me. But that. that's interesting because she did ask me. She said, "Was he? Did he drink anything?" And when he came uh -huh. to see you, and I said, "No, no, he didn't. No." Um, okay, okay. <laughs> but no, that's because he'd already had a well, good skin for. Yeah, he, he, he did it before exactly. Oh man! Well. It, it, Oh, it was quite the experience, but as well as that, the other thing that really sticks in my mind on that last trip was when you took us down as the sun set, 
to the other side of the lake when it was a lot calmer earlier in the week. And uh, oh, that was nice. Yes, oh, that, that evening man. was, that was tell us, tell, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about that spot. Well, that's uh, okay. The let me let me go back a little bit. San Andres is in, is in an area which is yeah. called Los Tuxlas. So it's an area just uh, full of mountains, rivers, and lakes, right? And Los Tuxlas is formed by three uh, small uh, villages. So one is San Andres, which is let's say the largest one, and is the one that is famous for tobacco growing, no? Because it's where the valley is. And then uh, the other uh, village is called Santiago. And the, the third village is called Catemaco. So yeah. it's actually where you stayed, I believe. Oh, no, no, sorry. You stayed in Santiago. Yeah, where we had the well. shrimp was Catemaco, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. it's a little bit farther from Catemaco. It's about right? 15 minutes from. But it's, it belongs to the same village, let's say. It belongs to the, belongs to the same county. Okay. Anyway, but Catemaco has this lake and is famous for it. And it's famous for its food, and it's famous for uh, also to have this uh, this this kind of uh, warlocks, right? Yeah. And uh, also, uh, well, and also because of the beauty of it, like the surroundings, the mountains, everything, they just look uh, wonderful. And this spot where you went to is called Nanciaga, and it's a special place because it's it's been kept like that since ever, almost like yeah. there has no been any um, cuts of trees or anything. And they have kept this place, this uh, like, uh, like, like all natural, you know, like all, um, um, and, and, and there's no like, air condition and, you know, this, with this concept, you know. And uh, the place where we had dinner that time was, was, uh, was the restaurant in front of the lake where you can see a beautiful small island uh, in front of it, yeah. and the uh, the sunset next to the mountain, so it's beautiful. No, they, and 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 by the, when when you came around that time, the temperature in in San Andres in Catamaco it's beautiful. No, it's oh, not it that hot. So it's not that, yeah. And, and um, uh, yeah, what I remember, I remember. Sorry, go on, Alejandro. No, no, no. Just what I was going to say. I remember we had a beautiful night there at the restaurant yeah. and the second level. Uh, with the view of the of the lake and and the and 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 taking the the, the uh, enjoying the wind and everything was fantastic. Oh, it was so. We didn't know what to, what to expect. We were just taken there as a surprise, and we got there just as it was getting a bit dark, and we sort of went through the mangroves and stuff, and it was quite dark in the jungle, as it were. And we found our way down to the to the shore of the lake, where then you could see the horizon, and it was a little brighter. Yes. Um, and, then, and it was starting to get dusk, and of course all the midges came up, the mosquitoes, and we thought, oh, Lord, we're going to get eaten alive here. Right. And then the lady came out, um, the shaman lady. And, uh, and what she did, she got us to sort of line up on this little pier uh, that stretched out into the lake, and we, just, and we lined in a, in a single, single line, as it were. Um, and she came along, each of us, with... Um, some leaves and the and the smoking branch of some sort and purified us with the smoke and and gave a little blessing sort of thing which was absolutely magical in the stillness of of that evening and then just before it got dark there was this incredible noise from the trees around and then these macaws scarlet macaws came flying over screeching to each other 
and it's something I will never forget. It's just breathtaking. Yes, yes, yes. I remember that. Oh, parrots! The macaws! Oh my god! Oh! And then we went up to the up to um, just off the shore, the little restaurant, as you say, on the on the sort of raised deck. And there was this beautiful table set up for dinner. Uh, and we all sat and drank wine and had cigars and the fireflies were all round in the trees. It was just amazing. It, spectacularly beautiful place around there. And, you know, I, I've been going to this place since I was, I don't know, I don't know, since from uh, probably I was 13 years old, 14 really? years old. Yeah, because it's, it's owned by a relative. And, uh, you know, he used to invite me sometimes, whatever. So that's. That's quite a long time ago, and and I and, and they started to serve food, not so long. Well, probably like I don't know, five years ago, ten years ago. I don't know. And and I have never experienced uh, the food over there. And um, I I I went a couple of months. Well, I don't know. Let's say one year ago, and I really enjoyed it because it's in traditional food from the area, yeah. but and, and cooked the same way because there is a difference. You know, everybody can serve you tacos, right? Every, oh. Everybody can, can serve you enchiladas or whatever. But the way you prepare them, the, all these spices that you use and uh, where you buy them, et cetera, and how, how mature they are, whatever. You know, many things have to do, you know, cooking is an art, right? So many things have, have to do with the taste. And these guys, I think they, they are very good at it. They, they do it the right way. With the right ingredients, and and I enjoy really much, uh, very much the food. Yeah, I agree with you. It was, I mean, one thing that really struck home a bit with me about the visit was just how great the food was, and particularly where we were, I guess, because uh, because of where we were. But the seafood's amazing, isn't it? Yes, very very tasty with some spicy, but spicy it was spicy also, but not hot, no. Yeah, and uh, very delicious. Yeah. And if you love hot food like I do, there's always some like um, some salsa picante or something you can yeah. put on. There's a bit of extra extra oomph, and ah, it's just I mean, yeah, you get your sort of rice and beans like you do in a lot of uh, sort of, you know, Hispanic countries, as it were. But then there's so much more going on and wonderful fruit. And like your breakfast, I love the huevos rancheros. Yes, that's also very famous <laughs> in Mexico, time. yes. <laughs> I know, no, well, yeah, we got many things to offer. That's what I say to everybody when they want to, uh, they ask us about how is San Andres and then they ask us about the tobacco there and the cigars and I tell them, well, believe it or not, San Andres has been in uh, in the in the... Um, mine of the tobacco people since always, you no, know, since many many years, and the cigars also. And uh, but you know, some, some people do not know about it. So you should go, you should visit, you should you should see, um, you know, the, the tobacco fields. You should visit that factory, whatever. And besides that, you can enjoy, you can um, go around our different, you know. Um, you know, touristic attractions and everything, and you will enjoy it. You know, it's, it's got a lot to offer. Absolutely. And, and while we're on the subject of, uh, of entertaining and food and drink and stuff, let's talk a little about your, um, your tequila, because tequila was something, as a sort of, as a Brit, I didn't know anything about, and I'd always avoided, because the stuff that we traditionally have always got over here has been like paint stripper and... Uh, <laughs> yes. and the sort of thing you you know you neck at a nightclub when you've already 
two sheets to the wind sort of thing. Um, so I'd never really, I don't think it's safe, it's fair to say, I don't think I've ever tasted it till I got to Mexico and then was very pleasantly surprised that good tequila is, is, a, is a lot different. Well, it, yes, uh, especially because when you, you have to know about, it's like in many products, of course, no, you have to know which, which, which tequila, which liquor is like uh, scotch, yeah. right? Like whiskey. You, you might think that all whiskeys are um, the same or uh, you try one and you say, no, I, I didn't like it because it's too smoky, it's too different from my, uh, pa uh, from my palate, whatever, no? And uh, it's the same thing with tequila. So you have to have somebody that uh, teaches you about which, about uh, what you should enjoy about the tequila, or which one you should try, etc. So yes, I learned. I learned. I learned not so long ago about the tequila uh, because I was um, interested on developing my own, and uh, so I hired some people. Uh, they taught me about it. I gave them the um, well, the mission, you know, to find something that uh, that could pair very well with one of our cigars. Right. The one, the one that we focused on back then was the Casa Torrent series 1901, which has the Maduro San Andres Maduro wrapper. And so we uh, tried to find a tequila that 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 pair with that cigar and uh, it took us about a year then i went that but that was that was them right then i i i had to try it myself and we twist a little bit we twisted some things and and until we we got to where we wanted to you know we found the uh, producer uh, we we found a producer that could give us the consistency, that could give us the quality, uh, that could give us this special flavor that we were looking for, and uh, that that could um, also uh, produce. Uh, you know, back then we we needed only a few quantities, no. So it's not easy to to get a producer that is willing to work with you. In uh, when you're starting, you know, most of the tequila producers they they ask you to order a container, which of course it was crazy, you know, it was too much for us back then. So anyway, so we are very happy with it. Uh, I I enjoyed very 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 much that business also the tequila business, the tequila industry. It's it's also um, I, I I don't know other other um, other other. Uh, products or the uh, liquors but yeah. uh, I, I believe tequila is one of the uh, most special ones so yeah and I, I hope you like the one that we that, that, that we had in Mexico it's uh, extra añejo That's, uh, I found it a lot like a good sipping whiskey you know it's that sort of standard of spirit isn't it yes yes it's been in old barrels for uh, more than three years and uh, and it's fantastic. It's just uh, something that you do not expect from a tequila. No, that's that's the other issue. You know, many people when they think about the tequila, they think about salt and lemon and this harsh tequila, very strong. And and the worst that they think that the next day they will be with a terrible hangover. No, which is not is not the case. No, always. And um and and yeah. So you have to know which tequila you have to. That, that that you 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 have you you drink no and uh, one of the 
things you have to look for in a bottle of tequila is when it says, it should say 100% agave, that's the key. You know, right. there, are, there are some brands that they play with the words and they only say agave azul, for example, no, which is the name of the type of agave. Yes. And they say it in, you know, with a big uh, font and uh, I don't know, they just use you know, marketing tricks to, to cheat the people, right? And uh, so, so that's terrible because that's, that, that's agave uh, blended with uh, other alcohol. And it, it could be from uh, corn or from, you know, I don't know exactly what. Oh, really? But so that's, that's what gives you the terrible hangover. And that's what is used for uh, cocktails, you know, for all these margaritas and whatever. No? So anyway, you have to stay away from those and just focus on the ones that say 100% agave. And from them, you have four types. You have the blanco, you have the uh, reposado, you have añejo, you have extrañejo. And now there's a fifth one that it's, uh, it's an añejo or an extrañejo that's been filtered and it gets back to, their, uh, to its um, this, uh, crystal clear color, no? But yeah. with a lot more smoothness and... But that's 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 um it's it's a very controversial let's say kind of tequila nowadays anyway. But my favorite and the ones that I recommend is the first one, the blanco, which is the the one that of course tastes more like agave, no? Because that one hasn't been in any barrel at all. And uh, but you have to find a good one. And the, that blanco, it's, it's gorgeous, also as a sipping tequila, and the one that we're making, the extrañejo, that's uh, well, the one that you, that you tried. So right now we have Casa Torrent extrañejo tequila, and we're coming up with two more. We have the we will have the blanco, and we will have the reposado, Casa Torrent. So we will have three types of tequila, of course, to pair with a different kind of of, of cigars, of our cigars. And what cigars would you say goes particularly well with a tequila? So, uh, you know, the, let's, let's put it this way. Um, the tobacco that we use mostly in our cigars com- comes from this Negro San Andres uh, tobacco, right? Mm. So in our case, most of our cigars, the Amo A to Rent, Casa to rent, they pair very, very well with the tequila. And uh, the reason I believe is because the, and I think I, I mentioned this to you, uh, in general, the taste of the Negros and Andres tequila, you can say that is um, like sweet and salty at the same time. It's a very uh, particular kind of taste. And that kind of taste, I believe, it um, pairs, it compensates very, very well with the tequila. Tequila might be a little bit sour at certain points, you know, and especially, for example, with uh, when you aged, aged it in, in barrel, in wood barrels, it gets the acidity of the wood, you know. So by having this salty and sweetness of the tobacco, uh, but by pairing it with the Negro San Andres tobacco, which has this, this, this flavor notes, I think it balances very, very well. No? So answering your question, I believe with 
the, it, and it's a nice coincidence, no? The, the, the tequila pairs very, very well with these cigars from Mexico. It's a nice coincidence. And of course, better with our cigars, no? With Casa Torrento. Of course, tequila of course. With so, Casa Torrento. Speaking of your sorry. cigars, um, what, <laughs> what of the line do we have available in the UK at the moment? I know Scott brings them in for you, but Tour Imports. Which cigars can, can people buy over here? Casa Torrento. We have Casa Torrent available. Uh, we have all the lines of Casa Torrent and some new coming. Uh, right. We have the ones I told you, Series 1901, 1942, 1973, and the one that you're smoking, Casa Torrent 1880. And the new uh, lines of 1880 will be introduced soon. No? Uh, well, sa sadly, we have the uh, I hope I, you know, sometime after the summer. Yeah. Okay. Wonderful. And I know that we were talking that uh, we were hoping to get together, and you and your dad were hoping to come to London, and um, you know, or I was hoping to come back. And we were gonna, we were gonna get to get our heads together and do some more stuff. But of course, situation has changed somewhat. So we're just gonna have to wait and see when we can. But I can't wait to come a come back and see you, or b uh, catch up with you over a drink again, my friend. Sure, sure, me too. I will let you get on. Thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we'll, perhaps, uh, we'll perhaps have another catch-up another time and uh, over a tequila next time. No, thanks so much, Nick. It was a, it was a wonderful morning for me here <laughs> in Mexico. Good, I'm glad. Uh, I look after you. yourself and, uh, and then love to the family and stay safe. Okay, thank you. You too. Take, Take care. care, my friend. Well, thanks very much to Alejandro Torrent for that uh, that interview. He's a great guy, lovely smile, always got a twinkle in his eye and always has a, a big Toro cigar stuck in one side of his mouth. Really good fun. Uh, and if you ever get the chance to get out to Mexico, I would highly recommend it. What a beautiful place. Thank you for listening uh, to Around the World in 80 Cigars, the podcast. And as always, I remind you that Around the World in 80 Cigars, the book is out there now, all available from all good bookshops, available from all good cigar merchants. You can order it uh, for delivery anywhere in the world from www.nick-hammond.com. Uh, please do uh, buy it for a friend, buy it for yourself, for your dad, for your granny. Uh, review it, tell people what it's like. If you look, uh, you see the reviews for it. Uh, thankfully, great people are loving it. Um, also, don't forget to tell people about this podcast. You can uh, like and subscribe and pop it up on your social media. I'd be very grateful and feel free to drop us a line and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can get me at nick at nick-hammond.com. Thanks again for listening and until next time, stay safe. <music>